This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers, and of course, athletes in the struggle. Yo, 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 some get a little, and some get none. Shit, I was part of the some get none. Right, all right. Once again, E Man from the Vin- Mr. Vincent's podcast, once again, joining me for another episode of Sports Talk with the Spain. How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here, you know, another day on all Earth. Right, it was right. a blessing. So Always. appreciate you for reaching out to me so we can do this part. It's been a while. We haven't t- chopped it up since uh, the we NFL the f- started right before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was real Deion Sanders of you to say that. <laughs> 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 Every day on Earth is a blessing. Absolutely. No, my, you know, no bullshit. Like, I love – I haven't been able to talk about the Deion situation a lot. Um, but before I get to that, I wanted to just – Go over quick things that's going on in sports. Um, to those who are going to probably watch this or listen to this at some point um, in the next um, 24 to 48 hours, more than likely we'll have uh, two teams going to the World Series after tonight. Uh, the Texas, Texas Rangers are hosting the Houston Astros tonight. Uh, no, are they hosting them? Yeah, they are. They're hosting them tonight. Um, no, no, no. I think Houston, did Houston get the two seat? I can't remember. Anyway, they both, the high seat. yeah, I think they're, they're at the crib anyways. They're both Texas teams. They ain't have to go too far. Um, <laughs> game seven tonight, ALCS. I'm going to yep, tune in. I'm, in Houston. I'm, it's in Houston. I'm going to tune in. I'm rooting for the Texas Rangers. I don't fuck with Houston at all. I can't. They're like the Yankees of our time right now. Like they're just always there. They're annoying. Uh, they got caught cheating. The Yankees never cheated, but they got caught cheating, and they're still winning. And it's still <laughs> crazy to me. But um, I'm rooting for the Texas Rangers. I probably won't watch a lot of the Monday Night Football because uh, maybe I, I might be wrong. But I think that San Francisco should wipe them tonight. But who knows? Oh, it's gonna, they're gonna obliterate them. That's the hope, but we we okay. we seen some things happen yesterday that probably thrown thrown us off. We saw Baltimore whooping the hell out of the Lions, and of course we're going to talk about the Patriots in a little bit. Um, also, um, NBA starts tomorrow mm-hmm. on TNT, defending champs against your Lakers. Correct. Yep. Yep. And oh. I believe it's the Suns versus Golden State. Yep. Okay. At the, at the nightcap, yeah. So we'll we'll go over that a little bit. Um, for all the Boston fans, the beloved Bruins are seven and zero so far, I believe, to start this season. Um, I think a lot of Bruin fans will take this all with a grain of salt because they're not sure how they're gonna like. Great to see them have regular season success, but I don't think it's it's the, the Bruins have the whole like the Bruins and the Celtics have the whole like Patriot effect now. The expectation is that you're supposed to win. You're going to win these games or be successful in the regular season. But what are you going to do for me in the postseason? Mm-hmm. That's what it really comes down to. Because at the end of the day, you could you could break records for all you want, but are you going to be able to seal the deal when it matters? Because mm-hmm. the yeah, expectations are high. Expectations yeah. are high for City especially champion, the, so exactly the territory. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I wanted to start off like talk about two two games in particular from yesterday. I'm gonna talk we're gonna talk about my Packers. We're gonna talk about your Patriots. Patriots are now two and five. And they won against Buffalo yesterday, twenty nine to twenty five. 
in my personal opinion, I would have, if I was going to bet on that game, because there was a part of me that really saw, gave them a, 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 a puncher's chance, only because there was a lot of different factors going to that game. Buffalo had an emotional win, Sunday night football. Obviously, they're not, they don't look too good um, because of some of the injuries they've gotten in the last two to three weeks. They mm-hmm. started to catch up to them. Um, they asked from a lot from Josh Allen. If I, and, and, and mind you, they actually had a pretty solid balanced game yesterday. It's just perfect storm. Just had a Sunday night football game. It was an emotional one because it was against your um, your old OC. Um, it was a struggle of a game. Uh, consider it could, it could be considered a shorter week because you're probably not practicing until Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You just finished a, a night game on a Sunday. You're back in the building Tuesday for meetings, and then Wednesday you practice, and you have to go to New England on a Saturday. So you didn't really get to, you know what I'm saying? You're not really, you were home, but you wasn't really, you're, you're, you're all over the place. You can't even correct some of your wrongs. So now you're going into a, going to Foxborough, dealing with a team that's desperate for a win. A lot of buzz about Belichick and whether or not they're going to fire him in season, after the season. His 300 win was above his head, like a lot of stuff. But of course, Again, perfect storm, and it, it was in favor of the Patriots. They came out, they came out of, out of the gates pretty quickly. I thought it was going to shoot them, and they were shooting themselves in the foot with a bunch of field goals, which almost was the case. But they found a way to win. Mac Jones drive led led them to a drive down um, to win the game. Um, but I did see something that you posted on IG. You were like, the Patriots don't. <laughs> You said some. I'm paraphrasing. You said something along the lines of they don't know how to tank. And, Basically, um, yeah. Like this team. Okay, so my, I was thinking about what you said, and I was like, it's some of it is true, but also the reality is, to 2020, after Brady left, they should have tanked a lot, a lot, like. Edelman, I believe, was a free agent. They decided to just let him look around, and he eventually came back. They should—they were better off just letting him go. You know what I'm saying? But now when you bring somebody like Edelman back, the uh, um, McCourty, all those veterans kept coming back. Hightower was kind of like, hey, I don't know if I want to play or not. And then he came back, and then, you know what I'm saying, you bring back Jamie Collins. You're doing all these things, and then you're like, okay, let's get Cam Newton in the building. And you had Stidham that you drafted like in the fourth round, you could have just played him. Like you could have done a very subtle, like, you know, tank, like, you know, obviously compete. Cause you, you don't want to be, you know, the laughing stock of the, of the city, but the very least they could have done is that year of Cam Newton, like don't get Cam Newton and just tank then. But now when you do that and you competing and you still lose, you still end up, with a Mac Jones, but he was your 15th pick. It wasn't like he was a top five. He was a top mm-hmm. five in the eyes of the San Francisco 49ers, but not to the Patriots. Um, I don't know. It was just like you put yourself in a position and, and also you started spending money that following season in hopes that you were going to rebuild some success, which they did. They went to the playoffs, but now you're going on a third season with Mac and this might be the second 
of those three seasons that there's no playoff berth. So I agree with what what you said, but not this year. I thought this year should have been a better season or start. But nonetheless, how, how as you being a Patriot fan, obviously, how do you see the season has gone, or what what was what was the ultimately your expectation going into the season? I think we've probably covered it in your podcast, but what is your expectation? What was it then, and what is it now? Man, so going into the season, I thought they would hover around 500, be about 9 and 8, finish the season 9 and 8. Then, as the season has transpired, uh, it hasn't gone that way at all. I was actually at the game in Dallas. Um, I went to Dallas for the game. So oh, I see it. I see that. I seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. That was so, so I'm, I am so happy we bought, I had standing room only seats because I've actually paid a lot of money for seats at, at that game. I would have been pissed, but hey, <laughs> I was just watching on the screen and started walking around like, yeah, it's over, man. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I agree with you. Initially, coming into the season, I would not have the mentality to tank. But at this point, we're one in five. We clearly don't have the, the weapons. I don't want to beat up too much on Matt because I feel like that's doing a, um, a disservice to him because he's in a position where last season he had a D, he had a, a DC be his OC, terrible <laughs> position. So of course he's going to regress. Now you got Bill O'Brien in the fold. What's that? Like three offensive coordinators in his first three seasons. He doesn't have. We have probably have the worst group of skilled players in the league. I think we have the worst. Our run game was supposed to be at least solid this year. It hasn't been the case. Two of our better defensive players got hurt with Judon and Gonzalez. I'm like, yo, just take whatever. Tank, try to get a top five pick, and let's go from there, man. If we can get a quarterback in, this, in a deep quarterback draft, let's do it. But no, they had to win yesterday. And I think that that just goes to the fact that the Bills, can't they can't be relied upon when you need them the most. And it was a division game. Those can be sometimes tricky. You know your teams in in, in and out. So and and that's and that's another thing. Like at the end of the day, those type of games. That's why I said I had they had a puncher's chance because it's a toss up. Like just like a couple years ago when they beat the Bills in Buffalo in the windy game. Although the elements worked in their favor, but that was the same elements the Bills were working in with. So, Mm -hmm. um, and 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 Bill knows how to defend Josh Allen. It's just that Josh Allen's is just a a help, and I hate seeing Josh Allen slander sometimes because if you really, really want to get into it, outside of Diggs, what the fuck does he have? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I agree. What does he have? Like, yes, James Cook is emerging because but he's it's not that it's not their type of offense. Their offense is not predicated in handing the ball off to James Cook twenty times. It's really get keeping the ball in the hands of Josh Allen. But Josh Allen and no disrespect to Gabe Davis, he's a he's a very good receiver, but he's not a true number, number two. two. They nah. don't have a slot receiver. The tight ends are Kincaid is supposed to be much more better than what he is, but he is a rookie, and their offensive line has been shuffled around, which is a problem for every team in the in the NFL right now. Anyways, but nonetheless, it's a lot on his hands, and he 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 looks more like um, Lamar Jackson the year after his MVP season, where he was like doing too much without much at all. And to use for himself, and he had no running backs that were healthy, like stuff like that. So, like I said, perfect storm. And then is it? But the question is, was it just was it that the Patriots beat them, or did the Bills beat themselves? Good question, man. Uh, and it's funny you how you brought up all uh, Lamar Jackson. I was just going to ask you, like, do you think that him and Lamar? are asked to do the most at the quarterback position in the league. They have so much of a burden on them. I don't think any other quarterbacks in the league have a burden as much as those two do. Yeah. To I carry think, their I mean, offense. 
Yeah, I do think so. I mean, uh, and, and, and good for the Ravens for finally, like, figuring out maybe they need to get some better weapons around him. Uh, obviously, the running back roulette that they're going on, going dealing with is not their fault. Injuries happen. Um, but and then they also got him a true a, a better, a, you know, they, when you have in any job, if there's a manager that's not working out and you're the you're the boss, so you're the boss of the business, you have to make a decision. That might have been your man's for five years, but your man's is not doing his job right. He ain't closing the right way. The, the the closing procedures, sloppy. Opening procedures, sloppy. Your employees and how they carry themselves, sloppy. So sometimes you realize you may have to make a, a change. You're going to have to decide, oh, you know what? Maybe we need to you either have to go somewhere else, get demoted, or get fired. You got to make a choice. You got to make a choice. So their, their, their um, hiring of the OC um I think ultimately was going to help, and I and I and I remember seeing like the first two to three weeks, people were like making comments about Lamar's play, but it's like things like that take time, and I think that's a lot of that's something I want to bring up as well at some point, is that we have society itself, media itself, and even the those who are influenced by media have a lack of patience for anything now. It's like everything should be instant success because, oh, you've been practicing this for X amount of time. Bruh, that don't mean shit. It took Brady some years to really be who he is, too. So what we're going to we're going to we're going to like, yeah, he was winning championships, but he wasn't Tom Brady, the the true goat that we see now or Mm -hmm. before he retired. He still had a craft to perfect. And it took some years. He will tell you that, too. He wasn't. He will tell you himself that he wasn't the best player in, in, in the NFL just yet. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with our best athletes. They It takes time. If if you gain instant success, great. But that doesn't mean there's no room for improvement. We have this idea that we need to accelerate people's timeline as if we need instant success. It's not fair. Yeah, I mean, I blame social media and everybody just wants everything like instant gratification and they want to see instant results and everything they do. And they don't understand that the things, everything's like everything worth having. It's a grind. You got to work hard for it. It doesn't happen overnight. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I, I say all that to to transition to, you know, the Packers. They're now two and four. Yeah. How, how did that feel? Think- how did that feel like losing that game to the Broncos? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, bro, like I, I had an expectation that they would have. And, and and I'm looking at this season like I did when Brett Favre left for the Jets. When they had Aaron, because they, when they had the first year with Aaron Rodgers, I believe they went, um, I want to say they went four and 12. They have some mm-hmm. shitty ass record. Uh, I'll, I'll look into it again, but they didn't really have the best season at all and they had a bunch of veterans they had donald driver greg jennings they had all those dudes they didn't have jordy nelson yet but jordy nelson even when he was there that year they won the championship actually was there he was there i think him and james jones were there they just wasn't starters you know what i'm saying they had a veteran team that was the team that went to the nfc championship the year before and they ended up being a shitty team the following year the same exact team and like it is what it is. That's just how it goes. Sometimes that transition, although you are, you drafted that next man, that generational guy, 
it doesn't mean it's going to be success right away. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you, not everybody has a, you know, a Tom Brady transition. Not everybody's going to have that. Now, like, look at the Colts. The Colts are yet to see anything work out for them. They got Ant Richardson, but he's hurt. But yeah. even with, after Peyton left, I'm sorry, the, pa- the pa- Packers went six and 10. But when Peyton, when Peyton left, when Peyton left, they have yet to find the guy. Yeah, I mean, right? yeah, Luck retired early. You had um, Rivers in right. there for a little bit. Yeah, and then same thing with Denver. Once Peyton left Denver and Elway left Denver, there was nothing there. Oh, yeah. The Niners were fortunate to have Steve Young. Like, there's a lot of good things. And mind you, Steve Young was already a starter before he became – when he, he was with – he got uh, – he was playing for the – I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was shitty. Traded to San Francisco, backed up for Joe Montana for at least two Super Bowls. He actually had a had to really grind towards the end to even start starting, and then he ended up going to a Super Bowl himself. But mm-hmm. his his trajectory of his career could have ultimately stopped if there was social media and media out here talking all this shit. But I say all this to say this: Jordan Love, that whole situation, like. Did I expect them to win? Yes, I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm always expecting <laughs> to win any type of game, even if they're playing like the the 85 Bears. I would expect them to win. But the reality is, this is a this is one of those seasons where it's going to be a lot of growing pains. The offensive line, um, your best offensive line is out for the year. Um, you got your whole wide receiver core is either rookies or they've been in the league for a year. Sophomore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tight ends, all rookies. So your whole offense is young and inexperienced. And your quarterback, although people are going to be like, oh, he was backing up Aaron Rodgers. He should have learned a lot. Only thing you're going to learn as a backup quarterback is mannerisms. You're not going to learn the grit, the clutch, all that stuff. Mannerisms. Until you're so out has, there playing. You need the reps. Right. So the mannerisms, I've seen him. He he has a side angle throws. He he extends plays. He doesn't. Um, the one thing I like about him, he doesn't show him to be flustered. Maybe because that's just what he who he is right now. He is athletic enough. Um, when you when he's given a better situation, he's more posed, poised. Because Rogers would show his frustrations pretty easily with that same right receiving core he had last year. Um, but unfortunately for him. He didn't get the reps. This is his, what, his seventh start, sixth start as a starter outside Mm -hmm. of preseason. And mind you, he played most preseasons, but I think um, his rookie year didn't really have a preseason like that. He never, he came into some games. He came into that Philly game last year. Like, he played against the Chiefs the the year before that. Like, he's had some games when he came in, and they kept the offense the same. But I see what Mike Lafleur, what what Lafleur is doing right now. Matt Lafleur is doing right now is that he's being super reserved with the playbook. And when he does open up the playbook for this kid to throw, he's not going to be as accurate because now you're asking him to do mad shit, and you're already down by a touchdown or two. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Fortunately enough, he's made it. He's had some good drives. Let's be honest. It's like it's just like how we feel about Mac Jones yesterday. Mac Jones' best drive was the end of the game. The game you know winner, yeah. The game winner. And then I'll, I'll, Jordan that's Love. That was probably his best game as a path. Probably right. the best game. Jordan Love brought them back against New Orleans in that second half. And then yesterday, if it wasn't for the defense shitting themselves, 
we would be talking about Jordan Love another game winning drive. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm-hmm. the reality. And of course, you're going to say, oh, well, he could have thrown an interception or batted ball, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Luck, luck plays a part with your success in anything in life, right? So, whatever. Absolutely. You need some, you need some luck. Exactly. Some breaks. So, <laughs> what's going on with their offense? It's young. Aaron Jones barely is healthy. Um, I think, um, you know, the the running back situation with Dylan, I mean, he's, if it was 10 years ago, I think Dylan would be a great running back in the league. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's not Derrick Henry. He can't run over people and outrun them. That's not who he is. No. Um, their defense, I think they do enough to keep the scoreboard in their favor, but they can't stop teams from making big plays. They can't stop teams on third down. Fourth down, forget about it. I think teams are 80 to 90%. Teams prefer to run on the Packers. They don't have they don't have their the dog in them to stop a team in the when in the trenches, and that's what and, it and is. That, with, that's kind of been your problem in the last few years of Aaron Rodgers is the defense essentially didn't really come through. Like even that game when people were like criticizing for not running on third down and um, lap the floor, not letting the goal go on fourth, but kick the but kick the field goal. Mm-hmm, um, that mm-hmm. defense, like like the difference in that game against um, the Bucks in the AFC the NFC Championship game was. Tampa Bay's defense because Brady. I think Aaron Rodgers played better than Brady that game. It was the defense yeah. that 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 built him up. <laughs> yeah, Green Bay was Green Bay put him in a hole early in the first half. Dog Tampa, um, Brady threw three interceptions in the second half. Yeah, he did. Like Green Bay <laughs> figured him out. Like they shut that shit down. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the, the their first defense half was just... stepped up. Oh yeah, the first half the Packers defense was shitting themselves, especially yeah. after that. Um, you Scott know, Miller, the, the blown coverage of Scott, Scott Miller. Scotty Miller touchdown. And not before that, there was like a freaking third down and long completion from to, to whomever. I can't – some somebody. I don't even remember the names. It was just <laughs> – you know, you just – they you, the defense could never set up the offense for success. And they, they lack in, the, in, in creating turnovers as well, which is a big issue. You can't have a young quarterback and just not to get the ball back for your young – because you're putting yeah, yeah. way too much, like way too much on his plate at that point. He needs exactly. the defense to hop him out, so you know, get him exactly. in good um, field position, so he can do his thing on a drive. Hey, but but I like some of y'all pieces. I mean, Christian Watson's hurt a lot. Like felt like the last two seasons, but I think he got promised, and I like I like Romeo Dobbs as well too a lot. Yeah, I like Romeo a lot. I like um, Wicks. I like um, I like Jaden Reed. I think he's going to be a great piece for them. A great. He's going to be great in the NFL in general. Mm-hmm. Um, they got some guys, yeah. And I mean, I, I honestly, I just got to look at this like the same way Eagles fans looked at Jalen Hurts' first season as a starter. Mm-hmm. They went seven and nine. They still went to a playoff because that the East was trash. They still made the playoffs as a d- divisional team. Um, and their defense carried them, but he did enough to win some games. He was, I think, he was like sixty percent passing completion percentage at that time. He didn't have a lot of touchdown passes. He did a lot with his legs. He is just he but Jalen Hurts is a winner. You know what I'm saying? And I just want and hope that love will be such, but you can't accelerate somebody's progress. Just cause he backed up a goat like how many of Brady's backups are successful in the league? None of them. None. <laughs> maybe maybe Garoppolo based on the winning percentage, uh, but no, that doesn't even up. count. Man, that look doesn't at his even team, count. Man. 
Look how stacked San Fran was. I, I wouldn't count it. Exactly as a my point. And that's and, and Brady was so envious. He wanted to go over there too. Yeah, <laughs> he was like I could win ten championships with this team. But it's like, look at Brian Hoyer. He was trash yesterday. Matt Castle. Matt Castle had that one season with the Patriots. He got his bag. He did nothing with that. You feel me? Like, there's been many instances where teams, I mean, excuse me, backups for these GOATs, like a Peyton Manning, uh, Brady, Breeze, they have never lived up to the hype because people think just because you learned under someone, you're going to do the same thing. No. That's like... That's like you going to starting a new job and you've been you you were like the understudy of that person for so many years. And when you finally take that job does not mean you're going to be as good as that person would. You might learn some tricks and stuff like that to be successful enough to keep the job. You're doing enough to keep the job. Stand up. But to be as good as that person was. You may not be able to hit that that hit that. You may not have the, the, the necessary tools that you need to be successful with them. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. And, and, and not, not but, everybody but, can have like X players' arm talent or their, their, their leg talent, their accuracy. You just exactly. it's like, it's like so you just you're just born with. The, and that's and that's the thing. And I, I and I and I really do hope that he's successful as a player, Jordan Love. But they have they have some wiggle room to make moves and I, I just hope they don't do it too they don't I hope they don't do things too impulsively because of pressure of the situation of the league. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's just I think that's a whole NFL issue on that. Yes, mm-hmm. there is some veteran quarterbacks that you could be very highly critical of, like people were with Russell Wilson last year. People are highly critical of Watson. But I think the reason for that specifically is because of the money has none. Of, I don't, the play is the play. Not, I don't, haven't seen besides Mahomes. There's like a handful of guys who are playing lights out at quarterback. Everybody's ass. Let's be honest. There's not a good quarterback play out there outside of five guys. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody's yeah. had their days where they played terrible. Like Jared Goff was awful yesterday. So like, what are we talking about? People are just waiting for the best stories. And then when something bad goes down, they give them excuses like, oh, you know what? His old line was bad. I'm like, okay, but the guy you just, that guy over there, you just bashed him. His old line is dead. They all mm-hmm. in the IR. Oh, no, they're they supposed to be good because they got the weapons or they're, they're the understudy of so and so. No, 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 stop it. You just, you just want a good story. You want to talk about Geno Smith and how great he is, but then when he fucks up, you're like, oh, well, he didn't have the offensive line today. Oh, Metcalf was hurt. Just say he had a bad game. Just be real. <laughs> and that's that's what I'm – and I see that. And the reason I'm bringing this up before we transition is this is the, the apologist for, like, like, Purdy when he has bad games. Let's say, for example, he has a bad game tonight. There's going to be a lot of apologists out there for him. Either there'll be apologists or there'll be more so people saying that, see, he's not as good as what people, like, trying to make him out to be. I've seen people trying to say he was elite, which is kind of which is ridiculous. <laughs> but, hey, people saying he was elite. And then people will say, hey, well, he didn't play good last week. And if he didn't play good this week, I think those people will be out there front and center as well, screaming that again. And you know what's crazy, E-Man, with his situation is that whatever he does should be gold, nonetheless. You're, you're just like the kid who started for the Bears yesterday. He was a... Division two fucking quarterback. 
any success you get in the league, take it as it is and move with that and be blessed. Mm-hmm. But be real. Like, Brock Purdy's numbers are what considered as great for him is poor for somebody else. Yes. He could give you 250 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, and they were like, he had a great game. Deshaun Watson does that. He had a bad game. Why is he getting paid $230 million? Did the Cleveland Browns make the make a mistake? It's just the worst contract in the NFL. Yeah, you can go on and on. Man, man started the game against a great Colts team, zero, zero for five, a, a pick. Got hurt, got con- uh, passed concussion protocol. I'm not trying to apologize for him and his performance. Obviously, he needs to be playing way better than what he is now. Yeah, but he's hurt. How's he getting paid? 230? Got to be playing right. way better than he is right now. Definitely. But if a man is hurt, a man is hurt. What am I going to do about that? What am I going to do about a hurt player? Nothing. It's just like the NBA. We see a lot of NBA players who are just hurt. But does that mean they're not good? They're good. Mm-hmm. They're just not playing enough. Yeah, we talked about that with Kawhi. The, the the question now is: Is he a top ten player? Some people say no. Some people some people just say yes with an asterisk if he's playing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There you same go. Thing you gotta, with, you... Same thing with Anthony Davis. Yeah, if he doesn't yeah. play, why can't why would we put them in put him in a list? Some people are saying he's the best player in the league. There's some players. No players are saying this. He's the best player in the league when Ooh, he's Anthony healthy. Davis. Oh yeah. When he's healthy. When he's healthy, they say that. When he's healthy. But when is he healthy? Exactly. I don't know. I couldn't tell yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I know we're going to talk about the Lakers in a, later on. But, yeah. See, again, that's when he's healthy because he was he was relatively healthy throughout the playoff stretch. But mm-hmm. who knows that? we'll see that again this year. Yeah. But um, the next thing I want to talk about before we talk about the NBA, um, talk about our predictions and all that good stuff. There's been a lot of talk. Obviously, every year it's the same shit, whatever. In all sports, officiating is just the number one topic for everybody in social media, in media, in podcasts, everything. There were some games that were highly watched, especially Sunday Night Football, that the officiating messed up. They didn't get the call right or they didn't make a call. What? What? How do you feel should... How, what do you think should be the resolve here to avoid this conversation being the bub, the the you know the Monday morning quarterback every freaking Monday? I mean, I, I think that the rest are on a lose lose situation. They just can't win with the fans. You make a right call, oh, you can't throw a call at this point of the game. You can't, I mean, you can't throw that flag at this point of the game. But when you want to throw it, if there's a penalty, there's a penalty, right? All penalties mm-hmm. are created equal, basically. I, I thought, right? So they right. can't win. I mean, I know the, the big talk was yesterday with the Colts and the Browns. I mean, that second one was kind of crazy because that ball was not not was not catchable, and they still right. called the and they still called the <laughs> they still threw the flag. That's crazy. The first one, yeah, he he impeded the dude's progress. You got to call that right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I really don't know how they fixed that. I mean, I know I know that stems from the Super Bowl with the with the um, Chiefs and the Eagles when they called that uh, holding penalty on uh, Brad, was it Bradbury. They called the holding penalty on last year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on Juju. Yeah, and then people got mad because they essentially sealed the game. And everything, but hey, I mean, I don't know. Like, how, how the, uh, did the I guess they would have to call the game differently for like the last, the, from the last like five minutes as opposed to they would the other 55 minutes of the game. Just yeah. let them like play, uh, let, let them play. But then again, if, if something's blatant and they don't call it, that'll be the topic of conversation on Monday on all, all over social media, all mm-hmm. over the debate shows. So it's just like, can they really win? I don't think so. Sucks. Right. 
I don't and envy it, them one bit. Yeah, and, and right, the referees. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, I don't want their jobs at all. And and it, it's funny on Twitter on X, I should say. Yesterday, I, I said I stated that it would be nice if they brought the show Joe uh, bro, Pros versus Joes again, but this time make the make the Joes referee games while the pros like the pro professional referees just sit back and watch, play either play the sport or watch them do it and mm-hmm. critique their 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 calls because i guarantee you guarantee you the regular person who doesn't who probably knows half the rules may not even know what the fuck to do in any scenario <laughs> basketball fucking because the thing is like they don't understand in basketball and football especially Players are influencing calls. Oh, yeah, because they they, they're flopping. Oh, that was a big flop. Who flopped yesterday like crazy? Oh, um, Oh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen flopped? I think think Josh Allen flopped yesterday. Uh, No, no, he didn't flop, but they called a uh, rough in the passer when he fucking got hit in the Yeah, his head went back. back. He he, he, he got hit in the chest. Quarterbacks influence. Quarterbacks definitely influence rough in the quarterback. And it was, it was ironic that Brady started talking shit, saying that oh we're soon going to be a flag a flag league because of the, the 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 rules and the the tackling rules. I was like, motherfucker, it's your fault. It is your fault. This is happening. There's a lot of rules that were changed because of Tom Brady. Because the so ACL tear he got years back. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, no, we got no, to I, I will never forget when um, it's not Frank Clark, uh, D D Ford. When he like tapped Brady on the fucking helmet on the shoulder, on, 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 the, on shoulder the shoulder pad, they caught, and they, they, caught, they, they called that, and, you, and you're celebrating. I got a first down, but now you're talking about the rules. Oh, you miss me with that bullshit. You like those that rules? The, that was the game. That was the game when they um, when Defoe got our size and he threw the pick against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that meant like that. That was that was bad. As a, as a Pats fan, that was really bad. <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm saying? Like, miss me with that, bro. Like, yeah. listen. I don't think re- being a referee is the easiest job because keep in mind, they don't have a – it's not like they have a replay running in their brain. They've seen the same thing in the jungle trial, and they're like, probably like, fuck, I fucked I didn't mean to throw that flag, but you can't take it back sometimes. You, most time, 90% of the time, you can't take it back. They're doing yeah. a better job with, like, huddling up or even getting a centralized person speaking down to them and say, hey, listen, that was a flag keep that or that was not a penalty pick it up but it's like just because like obviously like last night's game somebody uh bradbury grabbed dude by the face mask or whatever down the field they didn't call it but what do you want them to do see the replay suddenly like yeah we're gonna have to call it now like shit happens yeah man it's the it's it's that's the beauty of sports is the human element of the sport Unfortunately, there's officiating there, just like with us in our everyday lives. We have to deal with police officers pulling you over for going five miles per over the speed limit. There's going to be one that's going to do it, and there's going to be many that won't. You know what I'm saying? But there's obviously your citizen citizen uh, police out there, your your neighbor who's going to be bitching about it. Like, I just saw him go. Like, I'm just using that as an example. There's people out there that go rogue and start complaining about how other people drive, but police probably be like, I, don't, I didn't see it. Yeah, 
I mean, think uh, about that. You just said like the rest like have to like they have to like, actually deal with the actual game. Then they got to d- differentiate between is that a, was an actual foul? Did he embellish? Is he, mm-hmm. is he putting on? A, is he trying to get an Oscar right now? They got to do all this stuff like on the mm-hmm. fly. And of course, you can't like go and review everything because fans are going to be so turned off with this game taking going way longer than it's supposed yeah. to. Yeah. So you want to want to keep it in a in a within its like a reasonable time frame. So it's that's tough. Right. Yeah, it's very tough, and that's why I give them a lot of grace because. Yeah, it might it might have like I remember like I I think I mentioned that to you or somebody else. Like I'll never forget seeing that same Tampa NFC Championship game and they called um uh, holding on the defense against the Packers. That was a critical moment of the game and I was livid. I was jumping up and up and down and almost hitting my head on the ceiling because I said I should, but what am I what am I to do? The only thing only oh my the only thing I could do right then in that moment is think about that one, the, the moments where they had opportunities to actually win the game to avoid mm-hmm. that. That's what it comes down to. Now, if you're looking for the refs as a fan, as a normal consumer that's just watching, well, normal consumer that's just watching just to watch, they may be in they're They're probably liking it more than anybody else. Cause they don't, they don't have no, you know, they don't have no team that they're rooting for. They might root for somebody, but they don't understand the game enough to care. They just watching football. Me, when I watch these games, I'm watching the football game. I'm not watching for the next holding call or the or they missed a fucking horse collar tackle or some bullshit. I'm not there for that. If I if it's super blatant, I'm gonna be like, oh, I think that was a flag. But uh, the play's moving on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're watching football. We're not here to watch the refs. But nonetheless, like what you said was right. Maybe they need to consider letting it play. Basketball, football, soccer, you name it. Let the motherfuckers play. Just let them play. Police it when it's necessary. Because at this point, there's no win, there's no side that's going to be satisfied anyways. Let them play. Contact sports. Let them play. Until it comes to a point where it really gets over, over the actual action. Like, if it's overly, like, somebody's actually throwing a punch or doing some wild shit, yeah, call it. You literally can see somebody doing this, call it. But on some shit like, oh, he tripped on on dude and the ball's well over his head. Like, you, you think he's Stretch Armstrong? Like, he's going to catch that shit? No. Like, exactly. Just let him play. In, in my opinion, I think at this point, we just have to let these guys play. And then if it needs to be called, so be it. The fans will be all right. They still gonna the viewership's up. They're still coming to the games. They're still watching the games. They got their red zone popping. It's in the bar. They don't give a fuck. They're gonna watch it anyway. They're gonna bitch on the radio. That's that's fine. Let them. They're still watching this shit. <laughs> like I'd rather deal with referees than hear about Taylor Swift twenty four hours. Oh, during yes. a football game. Yes, I'd rather hear about the referees. Absolutely right. We agree there. Oh, my God. Uh, well, speaking of referees and players and how they influence the game and how it's being officiated, the NBA is back, like we mentioned earlier, tomorrow, starting with the defending champion, Denver Broncos. I said, I almost said Denver Broncos. Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. It's hard to, it's, it's, it's hard to even mention that because it's, it's kind of still kind of like, it's their first championship ever in, in yeah. franchise history. So hey. it's crazy. Like <laughs> with all the with all that's been happening in the offseason in the NBA, 
And just knowing how that season was last year, do I think, am I still surprised Denver won? No. Did I expect them to win? Hell, I, no, I did not expect them to win at all. Um, but I'm just happy that the, the league got
and Giannis mm-hmm. did some size in the interior to, to deal with like anybody who's getting to the who's getting to the rack who's beating the uh, perimeter uh, defenders. Boston, that's tough. They have by far the best perimeter defensive backcourt with Derek White and Drew Holiday. I was hoping Drew wasn't going to Boston when he got when he went to Portland. I'm like, oh damn! I said Boston. Gonna Listen, get when, as soon as we went like, to Portland, I was I, like, make the trade happen now, Boston. I'm like, damn, it's going to happen. Like I thought, Boston got all this ass, all these assets. I know they're going to get them. I hope maybe Miami will get them. Nope, Boston got them. Like it is what it is. Well, right. so they have that's great. And, I, and you were absolutely right what you said. Drew Holiday is in the perfect situation as opposed to last in Milwaukee. He was asked to do way too much offensively. He is not a number two scoring threat. That's not his game. Now he's going to be probably the fourth. The fourth, fourth. Yeah. After behind Porzingis. <laughs> so he, he's in a perfect spot in terms of not having the burden, the pressure to perform offensively, just play defense, make plays. But now on the flip side, they do give up a lot of depth now. Grant Williams is gone. Marcus Smart's gone. Uh, Rob Williams is gone. I know Brogdon got got there last year and didn't play in the club and didn't play in the in a few games in the uh, West Conference and the East Conference Finals, but that's still a, a still a who's the sixth man last year, right? With Malcolm yeah. Brogdon, so you lose him now. And I just felt like with especially if they go up against the Bucks, I felt like the best that what worked in their favor the last couple of seasons was they were ha- they had the bodies to throw at Giannis. You had a Grant Williams, you had Al Hofford, who's still there, but he's a year older now. Um, I think it's going to a year seventeen, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can be a lot to ask for him to be the main person defending Giannis, and now time moves on too. And he's he's technically their sixth man if you really want to be technical about it, because he's the supposedly the starting five won't include him on some. I, guess, most I saw that on Bruce Report too. I saw they're going to go yeah. with KP at the five, him off the bench. What's going to be interesting? Cause I I saw a little bit of a, a game last week. I think they were playing the Knicks in Boston. Yeah, and that was their projected five. They yeah. spread the court out. Five out, everybody was shooting. Everybody was hitting shots. They was hitting threes. Mm-hmm. It was just like a a barrage of threes, right? So mm-hmm. best case scenario, it's like that. I know Missoula is more offensive minded than Adoka. So now they're going to open up the offense. He has like, but at the same time, I know, hey, I try to warn Boston fans, KP, he's good, but he's injury prone. Last season, I think he played about 65, 67 games. That was the like, most I think he played I, I, since the Knicks. He usually misses a lot of games. He so does. it's a big gamble for them to invest that much in the KP because I think they gave him an extension too. I think they had to do that mm-hmm. when they made the trade. Mm-hmm. So they gave him an extension. Um, you get rid of like like, like your heart and soul in the team, Marcus Smart, although you do bring in Drew Holiday, who I think is a, is a better player. Um, you get rid of Grant Williams. So it's going to be really interesting. And they don't have the depth that they had that they had before, as I mentioned. So that bench is really weak now. Um, I really got the bench right now is Pritchard and Al Horford. Whereas last year you had more players on the bench. But Boston yeah, the notable too. pieces would be those two, and then they they picked up a few guy, a couple other guys that were like good serviceable bench players for other teams. But yeah, but Boston has a lot of pieces still. So I don't, I don't, I think that they're definitely not done making moves. They will make some moves. Yeah, this I think I think eventually at some point they're gonna have to address their bench. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned about the Bucks, they're gonna have to address their defensive side if mm-hmm. it doesn't work out with Jay Crowder being the guy. Um, to, to lead the defense or even like Brooke being that he's older. Um, there's room for improvement for both those teams. Um, yeah. So it's not, it's not the end, but they both look pretty damn good, ready to go and take over the East. That's for sure. But then again, we don't know the East. We didn't, nobody expected the freaking Miami heat to be in the finals. Nobody did. So um, I think like I just mentioned early, early in the podcast, like the, it's not even about the regular season. It's about what 
do you do in the post? When you're do- when you have elite teams like that, it's not about the the fifty plus games you're gonna win the regular season. That's just a that's just a filler. We know you're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you gonna do when you got those seven game series? You know what I'm saying? Are you gonna dominate, or is the other team gonna dominate you? You know what I'm saying? And it comes down to how both teams. You know what I'm saying? The Bucks have a new coach, um, yeah. rookie, a rookie coach now, and Missoula's in the second year. But now he has guys over his shoulders that could take his spot if he doesn't get keep this team intact. In I was gonna mention that too. Like until now, like Missoula doesn't have really any any excuses because he has a team that he wants. They're more offensive, uh, offensive um, centered around that team as opposed to last year. So we have the pieces he want. They went out. They really like. I know with the second apron cup kicking in soon, they're going to be over the day. I like really pushing it right now. They're all in on this mm-hmm. team. They got a mm-hmm. hefty payroll. So if you don't get it done this year or next year, it's, it's crazy. And that's the unfortunate thing. The window can close at any given time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was always stressing it a couple of years ago. Like when people were like, Oh, we we're we're good for the, for the future. Don't give away those picks. This and that. Like, listen, the NBA is not about, when you're in certain franchises, the your your franchise is not about building for the future. The future is here. It's now. We gotta win. No one's waiting for you, and nobody's waiting to see who's coming out of the draft in ten years. I don't give a shit. I give a shit about we're gonna how are we gonna win this motherfucking championship. You know what I'm saying? Look at the Lakers. They have yet to, you know, they've had some good pieces they got from the draft. Yes, and they've come out to be great players in the NBA. But they have to sacrifice those to win games. It hasn't really translated the way they would like it to. They've got a chip in 2020, but that's all it's all about. This is not the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs know what they are. They know they have to rebuild. They had no choice. They're a small market. People don't realize that. That's a small market. They win championships in the small market. You know what I'm saying? Miami Heat, that's a small market for basketball. Yeah. Relatively. Basketball. In, in, yeah. in comparison. And compared and to why, Chicago, LA, and New York. Right. Yeah. And that's why they could live off the the storyline of being the underdog. Mm-hmm. They don't have any, there's no expectations. They actually made two chips in the last three years. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And they, they did it with a bunch of guys and Jimmy Butler and Bam. And some, and some all stars. I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say Jimmy's a, super, a superstar nor Bam, but they're, they're good. They're all stars. But they. Yeah, they did it. They do it. And a bunch, and a they bunch of undrafted it. players. So, yeah. And Hero wasn't a part of either one of those those runs. He was a part of the run in the, in the bubble. In the bubble, but not the last two runs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He got hurt in the in the both both conference finals. He wasn't involved. Hmm. He was active for Game Seven. I don't think he played. But nonetheless, like that's how the, the NBA. That's how the NBA is right now. Like Denver finally got over the hump. Now the question is, will they continue to do that? That's my. That's one of my. So that's one thing I want to quite like. That's one of my biggest question marks for this year. And I'm going to ask you what is yours. My biggest one is will one will Denver live up to the hype, or will they have a championship hangover? Mm-hmm. And two, how much will the in season tournament change how a lot of not good teams, but the mediocre to bad teams play during the season, especially those teams that may want to consider tanking for a lottery pick. How many of those teams actually will take it seriously enough? Because I can see them doing that if they're, we're talking about there's money involved at the end. 
additional win added at the end if you win it all. And plus, on top of that, you're on you're technically on a national stage somehow, somewhat, because it's a every what Tuesday, Thursday type deal. I'm honestly, I'm not gonna front. <laughs> I don't know anything about this Indian tournament. I, when, they, when they announced it and they explained it and tried to break it down, I was it was just over my head. I think it's pointless, man. I'm, I'm not really looking forward to it. Now I'm gonna watch it, and and maybe may be better than what I I think, and maybe actually a, a great thing. But my initially, initially, I'm just thinking like this is pointless, man. Players, this is what happened when the media tried to de- devalue the, the regular season. Players try to uh, um, and organizations try to overdo it with low management. This mm-hmm. gets implemented. We get this. I'm just I'm old school. Just give me the 82 games for the season. And call it a day and go to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's still 82 games. It's still 82 games. Oh, yeah, so you're right. So yeah. the, their whole idea with this is how they do it with, um, with soccer overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tournament does not in- interrupt anything that's going on in the league. Okay? It starts November 3rd. And um, it's all 32, 30 teams. It starts on the 3rd. Uh, Tuesday... November 28th, each team will play four designated group play games on tournament nights. So in November is when all this will start. Tuesdays, and I, I thought I saw Thursdays as well, but Tuesdays, the majority of those games will be played um, in your whoever's in your group. And they've already announced all the groups and everything. So, for example, the Celtics, for those who are Boston listeners, Celtics are in a group with uh, called the EC with the Nets, Toronto, the Bulls and 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 Orlando. So those teams, they'll be playing those teams at home in a way each Tuesday or two, I think it's Tuesday Thursday. And whoever comes out that group, they play each other again going forward, the same format until the final four, which would be in Vegas. So that's when the, mm-hmm. there's going to be a slight pause where there's going to be a final a, a, a final four tournament. And then a championship turn a championship game. That's it. Um, but it's all in season. Uh, and let me see if I could give you an idea of what's what comes out of this. Um, they'll have a MVP for that season for the in tournament, all tournament team. Um, I'm pretty certain some money's involved. There's money involved. Some of these play- yeah, there's I, I definitely think it's five, money. Is it 500000 for the, the winning team or something like for that? For the winning I teams, forget. but I'm sure there is more incentive to be this season in general for some players. Like better, they were like smart. Big, they they would have attached the draft picks to that, some cap, draft capital to the winning team. That's a great point. That, that kind of forces the bad teams who are in these groups to play better. Um. So yeah, there, there's just there, it's a whole thing. Um, and I don't, I agree with you. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of it because I'm just used to how it is. I'd rather than shorten the season to like seventy two or they'll never do whatever. that. I mean, that means they, they make, they make right. less money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make less right. Money. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I know. I know. I know. This is a money game. But the last time they had a shortened season, which was twenty twenty one, the the twenty twenty to twenty twenty one season. Yep. Most of their stars played the whole season. That was the last time the Clippers had both Paul George and Kawhi playing a whole damn season, to be honest yeah. with you. And I think the Lakers went deep into the playoff. Well, they got – I think the player, the, the Lakers they – lo- They lost to the Suns in the first round. They lost to the Suns, yes. They lost to the yeah. Suns in the first round when AD got hurt. Like, they were up 2-1, whatever. But the Clippers made it to the conference finals, actually. But, but Kawhi got hurt 
like the last Kawhi two got, games. Tore, yeah, Kawhi tore his ACL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this won't like again. This won't interrupt anything to do with the season in general. Um, unfortunately, those games will be more emphasized for for the most part, but that will force a lot of the lesser teams to actually get up for the game, mm-hmm. which is trouble for the the better teams because those better teams would prefer to load manage or whatever, and they may not work in their favor. And is again, the season's not pausing, so you're gonna keep you're gonna have to keep playing anyways. You have you might be playing on a Tuesday. And then here comes Wednesday, back to back, and you have a regular, a regular, in non in tournament game to play. Yeah. So, I you know, it's gonna get a lot of different. It's gonna get it's it's gonna get some flack after the first time it's done because we don't know. Like people just again, we're used to like normal shit. You know what I'm saying? Just like when people are like, "Why did you add a week 18 to the NFL season? It's already bad enough. They work. They're playing 17 weeks." More money. <laughs> More money, but then reality is people forget. They don't give a shit at the end of the day. Yeah. They just know they're getting more football. Mm-hmm. In this case, more people people are getting more basketball in the sense of like you're seeing different markets every week that and you this, probably this, don't see on a regular basis. This, this will help the NFL sorry, this will help the NBA out for sure too, because um I know they're um I think next season they're up for new after after the end of next season or this year. Video? A new TV deal and the championship game. I think was going to be played in Vegas for the tournament, and there's talks about uh, expansion, expansion. Teams coming to Vegas. So mm-hmm. this would be a good look for that too, as well. Yeah. What is your biggest question mark for the season? <sighs> the biggest question mark for the season, if I had one, I'm going with the Lakers. My Lakers. Um, what what will their will they match their ceiling? Because I think that their ceiling is if everything goes smoothly. Mm-hmm. Conference finals, NBA finals. Then again, there's some things you got to take into consideration with this team. I mean, for I mean, last year they, after they made that trade, made these trades, got Westbrook out of there, made some trades, got some key pieces like um, like D'Lo, got Vanderbilt. They got Rui Rui Hachimura prior to the trade deadline, but he was relatively new piece as well. They were able to go on a run, head to the conference finals. Eventually, got swept by Denver. But now we're going with – I know LeBron James is great, one of the best players of all time and a lot of people's top three. Some people they, A lot of people say he's a GOAT too. Yeah, 21. What can we really expect from him? Can we really expect him to be the LeBron that, we, that he's been so far throughout his career? It's very possible, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, 21. Anthony Davis. <laughs> I know LeBron wants to pass AD the torch, wants him to be the, vo- the focal point of the Lakers offense, but I don't know, I don't know like, if his body can you know, with, withstand that and he can last – throughout the, well, uh, a deep playoff run. He did last year. Can that happen again? Mm-hmm. But, and I, I love the piece, I love the um, key piece they got this year. Gabe Vincent. Uh, they got Torian Prince. They got uh, Christian Wood. So they have more space. Yeah. I like that Christian Wood pickup a lot. Yeah. A lot of people don't like him. They don't like, they don't like his motor. He's not really, like, really a good defender. But I, I think that's fine when you have Anthony Davis. He helps spread the floor as well for LeBron and AD. Um, D'Lo, I think, is going to be now a, a, a trade chip because they got Gabe Vincent. I think eventually Gabe will be starting for the Lakers at some point in the season, and I think they're going to probably move on from D'Lo because um, he's got a, a friendly deal. Um, yeah, so and Austin Reese was what was came out to be the most important player outside of LeBron and AD last year. Now he's got a, a new deal. He did good in, um, in FIBA, so I think that that's going to continue on. That's something that can work out in the Lakers' favor, um, mm-hmm. having him play well. So I just think that I'm just looking at, like, 
yeah, they can possibly they can possibly get to the conference finals, get to the NBA finals. But at the same time, I can see a world where they get bounced in the second round. The, the West is yeah. loaded. You still got Phoenix. You still got the reigning champ, the Devin Nuggets, Golden State. I think that they're Sacramento. not doing that. I think they're going to make moves. Sacramento. Clippers. Uh, I said, did I say Phoenix already? Oh, yeah. Did I yep. said Phoenix. Clippers. <laughs> you can say if, Phoenix 10 times. <laughs> listen, I don't know. Hey, listen, if if they're able to stay healthy, um, that's a big if. But they will be good. If, if Kawhi and Paul do it with Russ, I, I, I felt like I, I, I caught it last year. Russ going to Lakers was the dumbest move for both parties. Russ doesn't fit the offense. It's not a good fit with him on LeBron. It turned out to be the case. I, but at the same time, I think he's got a little bit too much like backlash from Lakers fans and other people in the media as well. He did wonders for the Clippers. Here's something who's reliable, whereas PG and Paul George, they tend to get hurt a lot. Russ is kind of like an Iron Man compared to them, at least for sure. So <laughs> now, now we got to now we have the whole season, a whole training camp, and, 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 and the Clippers might get hardened after he's done with his uh, his strip club tour in, in Houston. Oh Lord, James Harden, man, <laughs> that guy. He's a funny dude. He's doing all this, and he's in Philly, and Philly, and Philly fans ain't fucking with him. They're done with him, even if he's rightful how he feels. Um, is that you're talking about in the Northeast? Northeast has got that blue collar energy. Nobody got time for your bullshit, bro. They don't really care about hearing about how much you're so mad at a, a billionaire and you're the millionaire who's mad at the billionaire. And like, sometimes people don't want to hear all that. They don't care. Like, get up he's, and play. Like, he's definitely get up and like play the basketball. He's like the prime exhibit, exhibit A, as to why player empowerment is such a bad thing. Now, LeBron. Mm-hmm. Gets credit for starting the play empowerment era, but I have no problem with LeBron because he's always he's honored every contract. He's never asked out. You got Harden asking out, and other players asking out with like three or four years left in the deal. He yeah. forced his way out of Houston, forced his way out of Brooklyn. He's trying to get out of Philly. Like he's doing yeah. damage to himself that I don't think he's like realizing that he could possibly be blackballed, similar to how AI and Melo were. And, I, and for those guys, I don't think it's really, it's really like justified how they got treated. With Harden, oh, I can understand because he's doing a lot. And to be honest with you, he's not like he's not like MVP caliber Harden, so it's probably not even worth putting up with it right now at this point of his career. He's an All Star caliber player. He's good, but worth all this headache? I don't think so. He's the type, he's the type of dude right now who just wants to play with his friends. He don't care about chips. He just want to play with his friends. That's all he wants to do. Philly was probably not the place he really wanted to go to, but it happened and it, it, it worked in its own. But he wanted to he wanted to play with KD. I want to play with KD. I want to play with Kyrie. I want to play with Kawhi. I want to play with Ross. Like he's not. He doesn't even know what he wants to do. He doesn't. He doesn't care about championships. That's not his. It's not his goal. It's not. <laughs> if he did, he would put his side. He would have put his pride aside long time ago and went to the Bucks. That's where he should have went. But he he got he got smoked with fucking um, Giannis, so it's like it. I mean, but that's a that that is a solid you know question mark to have because you know the Lakers paid a lot of money this offseason, a lot of money, made a lot of commitments. They're building their team to compete against Denver for sure. Mm-hmm. They're also building their team to compete with everybody else in the the West is loaded, like you said. There's at least ten teams, ten to eleven teams that will be competing for a playoff spot. Easily. Yeah. Like obviously there's obviously ten because of the in the um the play in, but I'm just speaking on like this at least at least eleven or twelve that could get the top seven seed mm-hmm. easily. 
it's like that. I remember the the last week of the season, like we didn't have a we didn't have the sixth, fifth or fifth, sixth or seventh seed clinched yet, or whatever the case may be. The the, the last three out of the six weren't mm-hmm. clinched yet. Because yeah. that's just how the, this how that's just how the league is right now with the the in season. Uh, I'm sorry, the playing tournament, um, which also was something that people weren't fans of at first. And I don't know what to that's say, true. bro. It's, wor- it's it's working and it's working out. Some some of them games have, have been exciting. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Hey, you, you say you had to get a question mark about Denver, but you never elaborated on that. Do you think that they can win the championship again? Can you see them doing mm. that? It being a, a potential dynasty. I think they can, but the one thing that scares me about them is that I think there was a little bit of luck there because it's like, I think they can be beat for sure by a team in the West. A team in the East? Eh, I don't know. The East is still kind of like that, that it's a toss up. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really like, yeah, maybe the, I think the Celtics can compete. Yes. I, I do believe they could compete against the Denver, the Denver Nuggets, but it's like, you really got to have somebody for, to, to account for Joker. Like that's just a, a very unstoppable piece. Like he is, he is exactly what you kind of want in the NBA right now. Like a center or, or, or forward that could, you know, facilitate the ball, be very involved in the offense by moving a lot. Um, not settling for threes every fucking other possession. possession. Somebody who could give you a little bit of everything. You know what I'm saying? So he, he reminds me of, not obviously not the same type of beast like LeBron is, but he reminds me of what LeBron did with the Heat. You know what I'm saying? LeBron was, they didn't have a true point guard for the Miami Heat when they had him, Dwayne Wade, and, and Bosh. He was the point guard. Yeah. He was the guy. That's why he was winning MVPs. It wasn't because his name he made a uh, as much as we want to look at it like it was a super team. It was just those three niggas. Like it was really just those three guys. Like let's be honest. Like <laughs> they just picked up a bunch of dudes. Like they got freaking um, Mike Miller. They brought Shane him Battier. in. Shane Battier brought Ray, the, Ray Allen in the second year. Brought Ray Allen. Joel, Anth- Joel Anthony, I think, was on the team too. Is that his name again? I think it's, I think it's his name. Yeah. I think so. Greg Oden was on the team. They just got guys. They just picked up dudes. Ray Allen was like the final piece, but he was older. He had clutch moments, but it's like they had a bunch of dudes, and it was just them three. If, if they don't win, it's on them. Mm-hmm. And he took he took initiative after getting his ass beat in the finals against Dallas. He he he, he turned it on. He became a different player. Um, you kind of have to be a. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have somebody like a, a Joker, man. Like that's what I think. That's what the Celtics may need to do is like really run the offense through Tatum. Um, like the Lakers, I mean LeBron's older now. AD is not really a facilitating big, but you know what I'm saying. There's no, there's no such thing as having a true point guard as much as we would like it to be. Point guard the scoring, point guard the playing off the ball. You know what I'm saying, like. You just really need somebody else who can do what Draymond does, for example. Like yeah. that's something that was. I, I think that's one of the most underrated things about the the Warriors is that Draymond allows him. He sacrifices whatever he his talent is on offense, which it has diminished throughout the years. But and even in his prime, he was still a pretty decent. He had one a very great offensive IQ, and he still does. But he doesn't score as much. But he makes sure he gets the ball to the right person, and. He sacrificed himself for all the the four other guys to score. 
And that's just how it should be. It's when you're if you pick if you know your role in the NBA, you're gonna survive in the league for a long time. You're just gonna be really good at what you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think some of these better teams just need to find out who is going to fit the role of um, ball handler when it comes down to it because Joker's going to get his. He will. You could try to defend it. Fine. I think Miami did a, a, a pretty good job defending him. It's too much. <laughs> it's really too much. But, yeah, I think the championship hangover is my big question mark for them because it's hard to repeat in the league. In any in any professional sport, it's very hard to repeat, and it's going to be tough for them. They got the X on their back. Everybody's going to be gunning for them. The West is the fucking it's the wild wild West. You really got to be consistent every evening. Can't take nights off thinking that it's mm-hmm. going to be fucking peaches and creams. Like they're coming for you. So yeah, I mean, be, I think uh, I think that they can have a good chance to to you know repeat. Possibly even start a dynasty, mini dynasty. I think there's a good chance there. I, I see parallels with with Joker with Tim Duncan. Low maintenance, not the flashiest guy. Gets a job done. Does all the little things you need to win. Um, and the fact that now that Jamal Murray isn't coming back off an injury, he's going to be a lot better coming into the season as it was last year. He's trying to work his way back into basketball shape. Took him a while to get going. He's going to be mm-hmm. uh, just like at it right from the jump. Um, I think there's some motivation there because they're still getting a little disrespected. I don't know if you've seen it on um, on on Twitter or whatever X. Um, somebody put a screenshot of um, an advertisement for opening tip off NBA week, mm-hmm. and they had basically they, had Joker on they, did, they didn't have Joker, but they had Tatum in his place. But because they, they had LeBron, KD, and Steph, and they had Tatum on there. But like, oh, wait a minute, did, that, um, oh yeah, the NBA had to play in too. What's good? With, what's up with that? So Joker wasn't even advertised there, which is crazy. I mean, I guess that, but I guess that that's what comes with not being a flashy team in a small market like Denver. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think they got all the right they got all the right pieces there. Um, you still got um, Aaron Gordon, who's a good physical defender who who moves well at the basketball. You still got um, Michael Porter Jr. I know you lost Bruce Brown and Jeff Green, but I think that they are really high on their pieces that they got over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, Christian Braun. Who played well in the final? I forgot what game it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, game three when he, he did like I think he had he six was, on the bench. So they're really he, high. He had some flashes on both the conference final and the finals. He had some flashes, man. I was like, who the fuck is this kid? Yeah, <laughs> and he was just balling. Exactly. He, he just he, again he fit his role. Um, Michael Porter Jr. He fit his role. He, he knew he mm-hmm. knows that he can be better than what he he knows what kind of player he really can be. But mm-hmm. he settled into what he has to be for the team to win. Same thing with exactly. KCP. Like you KCP, know, him. Yeah. he played for the Lakers. He he he's he's a sh- three point shooter. He wants the ball sometimes, but he settled into a defensive role. Like he knew what kind yeah. of man, uh, what kind of player he had to be, and that allows people like a, a Joker and a Jam- uh, Jamal Murray to be the all stars that they can be. Because if your role players are trying to be all stars. And they're truly a role player. That's when you have issues. That's what I think. That's what hampered the the Celtics for a few years with with Marcus Smart. He is a great player, defensive player of the year. Yes, but mm-hmm. he's not an all star. You know what I'm saying? No. He is not the reason you're going to win a championship offensively. Uh, and, but no. he was the one taking last the last shot. <laughs> that doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather live and die with him passing the ball to our best player, and they go for the last shot, and let me scrutinize them. Not mm-hmm. you. You did the right play. You made the right play. Now, don't I get me wrong. That, I, some some role players have made the, the last shot. I ain't going to lie. Yes, but that came from the star player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's what probably led to the friction between him and Missoula. <laughs> the <laughs> the erratic play of Marcus Smart. Jeez, <laughs> uh, Louise. Let, don't get me started. But I wanted to go over, uh, to before we end the, the pod, there's a couple things. Uh, power rankings. That I'm going through the NBA's power rankings. I'm going to ask you if you if you, if you uh, agree or disagree to some mm-hmm. of these rankings. Um, and also some predictions on um, some odds betting predictions on who will win certain awards and who will come out the East and the West and possibly who would win the finals. Um, so the, I'm in the NBA's website. Um, obviously this pod is not sponsored by the NBA, but um, they have their own power rankings. Um, the first number one in that ranking is Denver Nuggets. And I agree with that. Okay. Um, I'm also going to go through the notable ones. The Bucks are number two. Celtics are number three. Do you agree with those top three right there? Top three, I'm not sure if I agree with the order. I think Denver's got to be one because Joe Chris is probably yes. reigning final MVP, probably the best player in the league. I would say between him and Giannis, you can make a case for either or. Um, they still got the the, the core there. Um, again, defending champions, you got to respect that. I'm just not sure about the Bucks and Celtics. I don't know if I'll put the Bucks over the Celtics. I think it's a toss-up. Toss up. At this point, yeah, I, I feel like I got to see those two teams play um, like multiple times to really get a feel of who, who I think the, t- the better team is. But I'm not sure about the order, but those are definitely the top three teams. Yeah. To round out the top five is number four, Phoenix Suns, and number five, the Lakers. I'm not mad at that. Uh, Phoenix, what worries me is just their, their depth. Um, and, of course, that's going to happen when you got three um, – Great uh, max contract guys with KD Booker and now Bradley Bill. I know they did trade um, DeAndre Jordan and got Nurkic, but their defense is going to be really, really bad. Um, so they're going to have to really rely on just outscoring people like night in, night out. So I don't know if that can be sustained through the duration of a season. So I probably would move Lakers a spot above them at four. Okay, but All right. I want to say that I meant them at five. So that's that's the top five in the power rankings. Then we have number six, Golden State. Knicks at seven. Number eight is the Cavs. Number nine is Philly. And number 10 is the Clippers. And right outside 10 is Miami Heat. Do you agree with that? Ooh, um, I, I agree with Golden State being next um, because they uh, they still have that championship DNA. You still got Steph Clay and Draymond and Steve Kerr at the, uh, at the helm coaching. So you got to respect them and put them up there. Um, everybody else up at that, I'm not quite sure. I probably move, move Sacramento after them. Yeah, because Sacramento is number twelve. That's tough, and I feel the Clippers are only that that low because injuries and they're so unpredictable as to what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Dallas too. I, I, a lot of people are sleeping on Dallas. I understand why you got yeah. KD and get that KD and Luca. Getting it didn't look good last season, but that was on the fly. They really had. They really got rid of all their best perimeter defenders, like when Dorian Finney Smith. Yeah. Front court, their back court defense. I mean, their front court defense rather was atrocious too. So once the perimeter players got beat, there was no resistance at all at the rim. Um, you got Grant Williams there now. You got Seth Curry as well. Um, those are those are good additions too to the team. I think that mm-hmm. they're gonna. I'd be better than what people are giving them. Them, and I think Luke so, is gonna be a little hungry too. Speaking of Dallas, they are number seventeen in the that. ranking. That's un, that's after the Pelicans. Hawks, Timberwolves, and the Grizzlies. Pelicans is just a desire factor. Is it going to be able to play and play enough games? And that's we see and that's, what he does and, when he plays. Yeah, and it's the guy, funny, that's the, the guy. That's one of 
That's one of those guys we were talking about from early in the pod. Like, yes, he is great. Like he's Genera- generationally great, generationally yeah. great. But does he doesn't play? He what? He played six games last year, some shit like that. I don't, man. Like, but when he got hurt last year, they were number one in the West. <laughs> the Pelicans, they did really that good. If he actually was able to play like fifty-five games or fifty games, they would probably could be a top three or four seed in the in the, in the um, West. I could probably even see him making a conference finals. I think they're that talented. Yeah, so they got Dallas at number seventeen. Speaking of Dallas, and then of, of course after that is the Thunder, Raptors. And the Pacers to round out the top twenty. Yeah, I, I like OKC with, with SGA. They, they get um, Chet back this year after getting missing this mm-hmm. um, whole season with injury. So now it's going to be his rookie year. I, I like them a lot. Giddy as well. That team has a lot of, and they still have a lot of draft like capital as well that they can move to get to get a player, a key player on that roster. I like. I, I can't believe that. I never thought that they would recover from losing both. Well, from losing KD, foolishly trading. Hard and prematurely, I thought that they wouldn't recover, but they possibly can made it, in the future. I don't know about this year, but <laughs> coming years. And then we got the Bulls at 21, 22 is the Nets, 23 is Orlando, 24 is the Utah Jazz, which I think is kind of crazy. I think they should be higher. That team is kind of loaded, in my personal opinion. They, they started off pretty pretty hot last year. Yeah, and I think they just kind of wanted to tank a little bit because Danny Ainge does his thing. He he wants some picks, um, but they did um, they did trade for um, old boy who, from Atlanta, uh, John Collins, and they still have Kessler and they have uh, Markinen. So and that team Clark, should be Clarkson too as well. Jordan Clarkson's still there too, so should be a solid team still. But the West, like you said, is deep, so they'd be one of those teams that's going to compete for you know playing tournament. And then we mm-hmm. have twenty five at twenty five to round out the top twenty five. San Antonio Spurs with Wemby. I mean, I, I'm, I was what I again because I don't watch preseason, but I was watching some mm-hmm. highlights earlier today. Wow, he is he's the real deal. Like people are crazy when people say oh, he's going to be a bust. There's no way he's going to be a bust. I don't know if we'll be as good as what he's being like advertised as, but there's no mm-hmm. way this guy is not going to make an impact in the league. His, his ability to switch on the perimeter. To stay like move like move laterally on the perimeter and can and contest everything. If he's not blocking it, he's gonna alter your shot. And his yeah. ability to pull up on the three, fade away, mid-range game. He's really a, I I said this when I first watched him play, when I first saw highlights about him earlier this year. He's really like a cross between KP and KD to me. Mm-hmm. A cross oh, yeah. between them too. That was just and crazy. The crazy thing, I think one of his the and this is right up Popovich's alley, like one of his greatest uh, Features is that his his offensive IQ and the way he passes the ball at seven four, that's unmatched. Like you, you're gonna have a lot of trouble with him if he's that good as a passer. It's bad enough that he's that height and he could actually shoot better than most at that height, and he's extremely elite at defense at the moment. But if he can, if he's that good of a passer as I've, I've, I've yet I've been able to see so far. I, although he's a rookie, and I'm gonna, you know, slow pump my brakes a bit. I understand he's a rookie, and he's not. He's not gonna always. He's gonna have some flashes where he's gonna be struggling. There'll be some growing pains for sure. You know, absolutely. They don't have the. They, they need the pieces around him. They don't have that yet. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But at the moment, he's gonna be coached up perfectly. He has a. He's he's. Part of a hierarchy, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, we're talking about the you know David Robinson, Tim Duncan, now him, and then if we're talking about international players, Ginobili, Tony Parker. Parker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he he like fell right into the perfect organization. Yeah. And it's a it's, and it's a small market too, so he doesn't the 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 aside from being the number one pick, there's little to no pressure to really bring them out the gutter. Like you're and it's you, not like whatever he you get, do is enough. He didn't get the same attention like as a LeBron, I would say, because he's a he's foreign. So we didn't have people us in America didn't really have access to watch him that much. So that mm-hmm. kind of helps alleviate the pressure that's gonna be on him, I think. But man, I think this guy his rookie season is gonna be a defensive player of the year candidate. Easily. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'll win oh, the yeah. award, but he's going to be a candidate. Probably finish off mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm going to round off the last – this is going to be the last four teams or five teams. Mm-hmm. And out of these five teams, I want you to tell me who you see out of these five teams are going to make – who are going to turn around their season like a Sacramento did or OKC did or um, trying to think of any other team that turned around their season – Last year, but um, for those teams, as an example, uh, so we got Houston Rockets, Charlotte Hornets, Washington Wizards, Pistons, and then last but not least, the Trailblazers. I probably might go to go with the Trailblazers. I like School Henderson. What I'm, what I see from him too, from highlights. Mm-hmm. School is a is a perfect um, predecessor for Dame. Um, Dame era, Dame time is over in Portland. I think School Henderson got all the tools to be a, a, a really solid player in this league. I feel like Michael Jordan, uh, why I'm not surprised though, made another mistake by taking Brandon Miller over him. I think I, I know he has. <laughs> he said I know, not I, a surprise though. <laughs> not a surprise, man. Hey, hey, great players don't don't make great like GMs or owners. It is what it is. But um, like I know they got Lamelo and everything, and they feel like he's like they don't want to have like. Draft the same position again, but hey, mm-hmm. a player of that caliber, I think you take the best player that's available. So I think school is going to turn things around with that young core. Chauncey Bills, I think, did a, a relatively good job as a coach. Um, so I, I think they're only going to grow on that role going forward. So I would go with Portland, and I like and I liked um, getting um, DeAndre Ayton there too as well on the roster. And they're probably going to flip Brogdon. I, I don't I don't see them holding Brogdon, and they might even flip Time Lord too. Why would they keep Robert Williams and DeAndre Ayton on the team? Yeah, with with Robert too. with Robert Williams' friendly contract, I think mm-hmm. he's only making like fifteen million a year. That's that's easy to that's an easy to trade contract. So I I like them. Yeah, for me it would be um, for me it would be the Houston Rockets because they they spent some money this this off season. Until the first eighty mil, I don't know why they did that, but I mean, no no, not because it's a bad play because they weren't really they weren't like. They weren't in a bidding war. There was no other suitors. Nobody else really yeah. wanted him. So they had but to give think, him that much money. But I he's think, good. He's I a think, good player. I think for him, it was just because, you know, aside from the scrutiny from social media and the media itself because of his play, for what it's worth, he was good enough. As, he was a good enough, like, defender. Um, he's getting paid to be that and to be the the freaking whatever you want to call him, the pesky guy that they need. Because it's a young team, you need a veteran that's gonna get them their ass. Like he, he's playing, he's fulfilling, he's fulfilling what he probably is aspiring to be is what would, is being a, a version of Draymond, but a, probably a better shooting version of Draymond for mm-hmm. for whatever it's worth. But um, you know, they them getting him and then um, they you know they made 
they got Ime, you know what I'm saying, as their coach, which is uh, I love that for them, man. That's a that's a great pickup for them. Um, they still have Jabari Smith. Um, uh, I don't uh, who who oh no they lost Porter Junior got traded because he's a piece of shit. And um, they got um, they, have, they still Fred have Jalen Green. Fleet. They got and they Van have Fleet. Fred Van Fleet. So they have some pieces. They could be really annoying for a lot of teams. And if Ime is who we think he is as a coach, they might buckle down defensively as well. So that's another team in the West that could be very annoying for some teams in the West that they don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to be better than a 26 ranking in the, in the power rankings, in my personal opinion. Um, and also Charlotte too, because um, they, um, I'm assuming LaMelo will be healthier this season. But um, he, they, 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 he always he gets hurt a lot too. So I just hate it. Um, yeah, but they I, just I hope, gave him the bag, though. They just yeah. gave him the bag. A lot of guys <laughs> got paid this off season, so they got to live up to it. Especially Mr. JB, mm-hmm. highest paid player, uh, annual, annual average value. He's the highest paid at the moment, so you got yeah. a lot to live up to. It's gonna, it's gonna. That's the thing when you when you demand that extension. And want to stay where you are. It's gonna. It comes with a lot of expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we end, uh, just the odds on several accolades or awards and who may come out of conferences and stuff and such. Um, right now, the odds for winning comeback player of the year is Mikael Bridges. Um, um, no, most improved. And I don't know why he's on this list. Actually, this whole list is kind of funny because I don't know why any of them are. Jordan Poole, Tyrese Maxey, and him. Those guys are actually pretty legit. I don't think they're going to be most improved. They're going to yeah, be but they, they're well, going to be like they're going to be a lot. Like for example, Jordan Poole now is going to have the keys to the offense. So it's just that's going to be crazy. Might not win a lot of games, which I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to do. But it's definitely going to be way better than they were in Golden State because there's nobody he's going to be probably the, the number one option to score. Whereas Mikel Bridges, we've seen him in um in Portland, not in Portland, sorry, not in Portland, and in, in Phoenix. When we saw him, we saw things flashes of him being uh, like a primary scorer in Brooklyn, but he got there in a tra- at the trade deadline. Now a full season, maybe the people are thinking he's only going to be better having a full training camp. Being uh, being uh, custom with that roster, if Ben mm-hmm. Simmons gets his act gets his act together and has is like a shell of what it used to be, he could be a primary ball handler, set him up and everything. So I can see where they where they're going with that. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think when you tell me most improved, that would be somebody who missed a ladder of the ladder the most of the season of the previous year, or they were just never getting minutes, or they were not even in the league. How about this though? And those guys, those guys weren't all stars last year. They can possibly make make an all star game this year. You're right. You're right. But still, <laughs> the three guys that could that that average eighteen plus a game. So to be most improved, that means you're averaging twenty five plus. I guess I don't know. I mean, like, I, 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 up, out of those three, I put my money on Mikel Bridges. If it was up to me, I would say Anthony Simons, maybe Austin Reeves, like t- some type. Those type of dudes, like who are actually seeing full full time starter minutes, uh, their their minutes are getting accelerated because they're getting more opportunities now. Um, yeah, especially Simon be a being, good one. yeah, especially Simon being that now that there's no Dame, it would be really him um, next to Scoot. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, 
I it, it is. I guess that's it, it. Makes sense to put some star guys there. That those guys are probably going to make all star games. That's the other thing too. Very yeah. likely because um, especially especially Mikel Bridges, but he's the favorite. Uh, he's the odds on favorite to win most improved um, for defensive player of the year. They have uh, Triple J to repeat. He's the odds favorite for that. And to round out the top three, it's uh, Evan Mobley and Anthony Davis. How do you feel about that? That's not bad, do you man. See, is, I, I there think some, is there like someone said, in, is there somebody else you think that would be winning it over them? I think Wimpy. I think Wimpy should be <laughs> in, in consideration. I think he should, he should be in the mix. I can, really, I can yeah, see a world where he won the award. Um, I, I know guards don't win it often. I mean, Marcus Smart was the first guard since GP to win it, and that was back in 96. So mm-hmm. if, we, if we throw guards in the mix, I like Drew Holiday's chances as well, too. Mm-hmm. Now being in, in, that cult, in that culture as well, and Boston having Derek White alongside him, I, I can see Drew Holiday winning the award. Me, I think... Or being a viable candidate. Yeah, I can see Ant winning it. Anthony Davis, only because that's... Basically, that's his. That's what he, what he was known for, you know, being a great defender and the ability to, to, is, to guard the pick and roll. Yeah, yeah. If that if he could play, go back to playing the four, and if they get Christian Wood in the starting lineup as a five, they it may work in their he may it may work in his favor to stay a little. He may stay a little healthier. He has better matchups mm-hmm. um, on both ends of the court. Um, I, I think I heard I read something that uh that Darvin Ham wants to wants him to shoot more threes. Oh goodness. So no. <laughs> so maybe he'll he'll miss more threes and be, you know, down the court already ready to play defense. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um but nonetheless, um <laughs> I could see him winning it, but Wemby is 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 at plus twelve hundred, I would take that bet. I don't know. I mean that makes a lot of sense. He's the tallest man. In the league, I think technically, and he's extremely. He has a, athletic. He has, a, has the longest wingspan in the league. He has to. Yeah. Have the because if Rudy Gobert could win it every fucking year, and he's got a crazy wingspan as well, give it to that man. But and unlike, Jackson, unlike Rudy, there's no way that in like a, a crucial game, um, he wouldn't win. Be wouldn't be able to be um, played on the court because you could take Rudy away from the basket. And have a matchup on against a guard, and they can expose mm-hmm. him. You're not doing that with Wimby, from what I've seen so far. Right, <laughs> he's able to move his feet on the perimeter. Yeah, so. he's 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 very athletic. Um, it, it's hard for me to see Jaron Jackson repeating, only because now he has another defensive guy there, like with Marcus Smart, who can kind of make up for what he was doing. But they um, did lose Steve Adams for the year, so they're gonna put a lot of burden on him as well. I know that was I saw that yeah. yesterday. That was tough, man. Yeah, that sucks. And I didn't notice how I didn't know how I didn't notice he was that young too. He's mad young still. Yeah, yeah, he's still young. Steven Adams because yeah, he was mad young like, when he came to the Thunder. He was like a, like a teenager, I think. Yeah, I think he was like so, 19, 19, 20. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just a shame though, because he he's definitely like he's like an anchor for for mm-hmm. the front court um, for rookie of the year. We have uh, obviously Wemby, Boot Henderson. That will be still considered eligible for Rookie of the Year because he had missed the whole season. Similar to and Ben Simmons when he and, and, mm-hmm. um, played Griffin as well. Right. Uh, and then Brandon Miller rounds out the top four. Um, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to bet against Wemby winning it 
his odds are minus one sixty. So he's like the old, uh, he is the complete favorite, easily the favorite. Yeah, I mean, I kind of look at this like the 2003-2004 season when LeBron won Rookie of the Year. But I think, like, I think I read recently, too, like in the last several months, like Carmelo was the first rookie to win, like, what's the conference play of the month or conference play of the month, like every month and not win Rookie of the Year. So I feel like a lot of people are going to probably be swayed to vote for Wimby as opposed to like a school Henderson Mm -hmm. in the chat. Um, Doesn't mean that that Wimby won't won't deserve it because I think he will. Uh, but I think that that, that that might tip it in his favor. So I'm going to go with, uh, with um, Wim because I think people are expecting them, him to like struggle a little bit dealing with the physicality of the league and having to adapt. But yeah, I, I think he'll be fine, man. So I think I'm going him for Rook of the Year. Yeah, I, I'd go with him too. But the dark horse for me definitely is Chet. Um, that's a better he's, – he's on a better team mm-hmm. um, technically. Um, if they make the playoffs, it will be hard for you to not um, – and, and and that's the thing about Melo. Melo made the playoffs yeah. rookie year. LeBron didn't make it his rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> he won the award. It's the hype. It's the hype wins you. Yeah. It wins you awards sometimes. <laughs> LeBron yeah. was like averaging like twenty a game type shit, and he was the yeah. only. He was I the mean, only. He was playing with a bunch. He was the first with all the veterans, rookie. But yeah. What he you was saying? the um. He was the first rookie since Mike, and I think it was Oscar to average at least twenty points, five assists, and five rebounds in his rookie season. Yeah. It was LeBron. So he, so. So it's the the numbers were in his favor, yeah. and the fact that he was highly he was highlighted pretty much uh, damn near every night. I think rookie of the year voters don't put that much emphasis on winning as opposed to like yeah no stats and production. Yeah, so. they don't. They don't. They don't. They could care less. Like <laughs> you could exactly. you could win as much as you want with your team, but they they looking at the actual stat line and the players' hype and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Wemby's the the favorite here um, for rookie of the year. Then we have MVP. You could on, you could almost guess who's number one odd Nikola odds. Of course, that would be silly to not believe that. Um, but uh, just to give you the top five, it's uh, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Joel Embiid, who is the reigning MVP winner. Yeah, I think there's going to be some people that uh, I'm not mad at that, that top five. I think there's a lot of people who are going to vote for Nicole Jokic, who are like, you know, nerds with these stats and analytics. They're going to love that. Then there's going to be some people who felt like he should have won it last year over Joel Embiid after what he did in the playoffs and eventually mm-hmm. winning his first uh, championship. And there's people who, who feel like they're going to like do him a they're going to like right their wrongs in a sense and and make the right pick this time in their minds and go for Nicole Jokic. I've been saying Luka for like the past like three seasons, so I don't want to jinx it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I like Luka I a I, lot. I think I picked I think I picked Luka last year myself, and yeah, yeah, I, I like him a lot too. But now he has Kyrie. Like we gotta, we just really gotta see how that looks. Um, I I agree with Jokic as the number one for the. Number one odds maker, you know, for the odds makers, like number one winning that, I would I not be too. surprised. I would not be if the Celtics have a record breaking season. I would not be surprised if Jason Tatum wins it. Um, but it, Joel Embiid can repeat it if he finds a way to get this team in the top two in the East. It's going to be without, tough without Harden. And the fact that he will be the guy, ultimately. And if he can score 30 a game again, 
it's going to be hard to argue against him. And but um, I think it's going to be tough for him now with the new rule implemented, where you have to play at least sixty-five games to be uh, eligible for these awards. Mm-hmm. Oh MB's, yeah, I forgot all about MB's, that. With MB's history, it's going to be tough for him to do that. Uh, yeah, you got the, you got a great point there. <laughs> There's a lot of these superstars that need to really check in with their strength and conditioning coach and see if they can make it through a, at least what three quarters of the season. It seems like eighty percent of the season. Exactly. Yeah. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Right, my fault. Yeah. That. Um, yeah. So no, nah, you good. But yeah, so looks like we're we're in agreement about Joker, Joker, the Joker of winning yeah. it. Um, but uh, to, to square all this off, Eastern Conference, the favorite to come out the Eastern Conference is currently the Celtics. Not mad at that, the man. Bucks at number two, the Cavs at number three, which I'm highly surprised about. But that just shows you how kind of low key weak the East is. Um, because it's gonna be a toss after after three, which I I do believe it's gonna be Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, top three ultimately. After those those two those three, it's a toss up. I don't know where they, everybody else is gonna land. I'm not writing Miami off. I think that Miami like probably won't like be a top three seed, maybe like six, seven. But I feel like in the Playing playoffs again. they're gonna be a tough out for anybody they play. <laughs> so they might actually be like the like, the third best team. Especially if they find a way to to steal some player from somewhere, I'm, I'm sure yeah. they'll figure out a way to grab something. Like they they may not get like a superstar, but they'll they're, they're gonna they're a team that that really utilizes role players well. So if they could find some decent role play, I think Kevin Love stayed for is signed up for another year with them. So they'll have I mean whatever that's worth. I don't know if he's still the same dude like. Whatever, but it's, it's a locker room presence. Um, Caleb Martin's still there. Um, they still have the same crew. It's just they lost uh, Max Strauss and Gabe and Vincent. Gabe Vincent. Well. Yeah, yeah, so in which were big-time playoff performers. But, you know, if Duncan Robinson comes back to form and then Tyler Hero can actually stay healthy, then you're right. They might be a threat in the East still. But and I saw three cool. teams I mentioned. Hmm. I saw a quote today. Sorry about that. I saw a quote earlier where I think Pat Riley was saying that they need another like 25 point per game scorer. So I know they're really pissed about missing out on Dame. They thought they had it in the bag, but then apparently they didn't. So you would think that we'll want somebody like Harden, but they probably don't want to deal with his antics and everything he's doing so, so far. Like yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like Harden would be somebody that they would, would want to help like alleviate yeah, the pressure I would, I would, from Bam I, I, and, and Buckets. So Yeah, I would have thought the same too, but it just – it's just too much drama, man. Like, if the guy really wanted to play, he would have just, like, nobody likes their bosses sometimes. Sometimes you don't yeah. like your boss. But, does like, luckily for him, he has the luxury. He has money. He could not show up and get fined. Mm-hmm. I can't. I have to go to work. So when you do shit like that, even though people are siding with you and they feel you on your situation, they mm-hmm. just look at it like, okay, now your privilege is getting crazy. Because, like, I can't do that, but you can. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just kind of crazy to me. So, yeah, for, for him to do that, I mean, he, it's in his right to do so, I believe. But you just burning bridges, like you mentioned before, like the, the, the likelihood of being blackballed in the league because of your actions can happen. You know what I'm saying? Especially a guy who said who agreed to take the bread again. Yeah. And then he's he's like, oh well, I thought we were gonna get me traded because I agreed. No, no. He's the owner. <laughs> he does what you don't have no no trade clause. It's something different. If you did, that's why KD got traded. 
He decided yeah. he wanted to go somewhere. That's what it was his choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, for the Western Conference, the the odd fa- the odds favorites to come out the West is the Nuggets, um, the Suns at two, and the Lakers are the third odd favorite. Yeah, I, I like Denver, man. I love that one-two game with Joker and Murray. I think it's still the best in the league just because of the fact that they both can actually shoot the ball and hit free throws. I will put the Bucks slightly, uh, Dame and Giannis slightly behind them, but I give them the edge of the best one-two combo in the league. Mike Malone's a good coach. They still got their core pieces. I like that pick coming out the West. Yeah, I like. I do like the Nuggets out the West. I would not be surprised to see the Suns coming out the West, but I think the dark horse will be the Clippers. They if they could stay, if that rule, that new rule, really forces Kawhi to play and he stays injury free, mm-hmm. and Paul George, they got Westbrook there too, and they still have the same core from last season. I think this is the because this is the, this is the last year they're going to be playing in um, the Crips in the Crypto Center. Yeah, I believe the new arena opens up next season. Next season, in, so. In Inglewood, yeah. This would be a great opportunity to kind of like come out the West and finally, you know, get over the hump and finally make a finals before you, you walk into your new building. Because now you're forcing people to really come to see you again, although they will. Mm-hmm. But now you're making yourself more attractive to, you know, your clip, your other Clipper fans and Los Angeles fans that don't have a team or just people in general because now you're the next attract- attraction in Los Angeles aside from the Lakers, Dodgers, um, Angels, um, the Rams, and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if they found a way. But um, out of those two teams, um, who do you find – Who like, I'm going to leave you with this. Who – do you who in your early prediction do you think is going to win the championship this year? Denver. I'll repeat. I'll have the repeat. Yeah. As long as I'm, I'm, everybody, everybody, of course, they're relatively healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Joker's just a generational player that life you've never seen before. I, I think it's like a seven foot version of Larry Bird. He's able to like you know to lead, lead the break, um, be the point, be the focal point of the offense, able to shoot the ball. Um, his IQ was off the charts. It's crazy. I've never seen anything mm-hmm. like this. Like this, a play of his, his size with this IQ he has. The best passing big man ever. Um, I, I see them repeating. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm be that guy and just say it's the Celtics. Um, Could be. Like this. This is it. This is they. They're all in. Um, you have all the right pieces. Um, granted, the the bench ain't what it, what it should be. Well, the grant the granted the the bench ain't there yet. Who's to say it's going to, like, by the All-Star break, and this all may change. This conversation we're having may be a different conversation. We may be saying, like, they're they're on the brinks of breaking a record. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But they, it's, it's it's set up for them to be the the team to beat, and but it comes down to whether or not they can get the monkey off their back. Because yeah. now, usually a team that's gone to a finals goes right back, especially a team that's considered young and talented. And the, that, that word gets used so often now for them. But usually those same teams don't regress. And I'm not going to say it was a hard, hard regression, but it's like you don't go down 3 nothing against nobody. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, you um, can't. Especially after the Bucks got outed in the first round. That should have been easy. Right through the damn playoffs. But uh, and I'm not trying to sit here and hear people say, well, they like to do this the hard way. No. That's the last thing you want to do in the NBA is do it the hard way. No way. You want to do you want to smoke like the greatest teams we've ever watched, Bulls, Lakers. I mean, granted, the Bulls did have their battles against the Pacers and the Knicks sometimes, but they those were a tough battle, but they still beat them in six. Whatever. Um the Lakers dynasty, they there was times they didn't they, there was one time they, they swept the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Golden State. They went fifteen and one. Like you just don't fuck around in the playoffs. You just don't. You don't give teams life. I mean, a possible gentleman sweep to going into a seven game against whomever. Mm-hmm. And for what reason? Now you put yourself in a tough situation. You know what I'm saying? Because the, the longer the series goes, the the more exhausted and tired your team gets. And that comes to show. Right and, then, then. And, then, and then you have like, you you leave chance for injuries to happen, like Tatum in game seven when he rolled his ankle. Um, mm-hmm. early, like, the first, like the first play of the game for the Celtics. And then people say, oh, that would have happened. If that happened, we probably would have won the game. Yeah, very yeah. true. But at the same time, you shouldn't have been down 3 nothing. to begin Would have, should have, could have, would have, would have, would have. Every team <laughs> goes through some shit. Jay, fucking nobody was crying, crying, help me or whatever, when Jimmy Butler missed two, I think he missed two games in the Eastern Conference Finals the previous year, and they still went to seven. Nobody was crying for the fucking heat. Mm-hmm. Nobody was hitting them with shoulda, coulda, woulda, 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 woulda. Tyler Hero, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Nobody cares. At the end of the day, when the series is over, they see four and three. The team with the four won the series. That's mm-hmm. it. Done deal. Excuses is like the worst thing I've ever heard from social media and media in general. They're always finding a reason to give somebody an excuse because of some shit. There's a lot of people banged up. There's a lot of teams with unfortunate situations. It's all about how resilient your team is, how well your coach gets you up for the fucking game, and how your stars respond when it matters. If they can't do either one of those three things, you can forget about it. Your soul had been taken. It's over. It's done. You you don't need to compete no more because you've already, you know, ruled yourself out. And I think that's a lot of things a lot of us need to realize. Like, these professional athletes, they could be complaining too. I get it. I hear it. They complain about the same shits. But at the end of the day, that's why you're a professional athlete. That's why you're a professional coach. You're paid the big bucks to get through these, get through adversity. That's mm-hmm. it. That's what sports is all about, adversity. Everybody's going through some shit. Big facts. What are you going to do to win? You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to leave everybody with that. Uh, that's like my final thought. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, thank you, bro, for um, – Hanging in with the, hanging in here with me for like almost two hours. I'm sorry for taking up all that time, but it was a very loaded podcast. Um, This will be on all platforms. Do do me a favor, everybody. Check us out on YouTube. Um, Follow me. Subscribe on there. Like. um, You know, obviously press that bell for any notifications of my podcast loading up. Also, do me a favor. Subscribe to the Mr. Vincent podcast on Spotify. Um, we do this for the love of the of sports for sure. Um, know it. The support is amazing. If you can, even if you don't fuck with sports, share it to somebody who does. Because guess best believe, um, sports podcast needs to be a thing. Because 
regular media is fucking up sports in my personal opinion <laughs> but that's a that's a this that's a topic for another day yeah, you, could do, you could do it you could do like a three-hour podcast on that oh jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> after seeing all those old uh seeing that old skip video and then hearing Stephen a eat his own words about what he said about lamar jackson i just can't deal with these motherfuckers no more i swear <laughs> to god but yeah, oh, man. man, appreciate you for joining me. Um, yes, sir, brother. We, we'll run. We'll definitely run this back again, of course. And uh, I appreciate you, man. All right, man. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers. Uh huh. Of course. Yeah. Athletes in the struggle. Yo, 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 some get a little, some get none, shit, I was part of the some get none, but more.